0: canaan it's not an inquisitor who is it just an old friend
1: hello force cateers and welcome to ghost stories a rebels podcast i am your host specter seven joining me at the round table tonight are my co-hosts specter eight and specter nine how you guys doing
2: good good doing
1: well mike so we had a little trouble with our first episode you know kind of got blocked by an imperial blockade but you know thanks to the in many bothans died (laughs) yeah many bothans died to bring us that first episode uh but no big thanks to chris mcguffin uh for helping us get that episode out uh, this episode should drop hopefully soon and before the next, the third episode, but Hey, you know, there we go. So, uh, yeah. Holocrons of fate. The second episode of this season. Um, what an episode, fish-
0: <laughs> what really an episode. good episode.
1: Yeah. Wow. Uh, official episode description Maul returns to complete his dangerous plan and the ghost crew is caught in the middle.
3: I was just saying that the the crew uh, it was interesting to to see the ghost crew be obsolete in this episode. Uh, I think there was a moment where they tried to break out, and uh, obviously they can't succeed against uh maul, who's uh just very powerful uh, No, but they had they had i liked their plan like they
1: were able to figure out that he had robot legs and you know
3: magnetized the ship so that they would clamp him down mm-hmm. yeah. But well, either way, we're, just, we're jumping ahead, but I'm just kind of... No, 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 hey, no,
1: that's... <laughs> that. I mean, that was that was such a good part of the episode. Uh, so, yeah, going back, though, uh, the episode opens up, you know, Kanan and Ezra are coming back from a mission. You know, Ezra wants to know what happened to the holocron. So, kind of right away, we're dealing with, like, Kanan giving up the Sith holocron to the Bendu. Like, mm-hmm. like kind of a lot sooner than I expected in this, in this season two, though.
3: Yeah. Did you guys feel as frustrated, though, uh, when the episode ended as I did? I mean, because I feel like I, I walked away with more questions than answers. I well, Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I, 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 I felt... Of, it's the first
2: episode, so... Yeah, I did, but I don't know if I was frustrated. I was more excited over some of the ideas that came to mind over it. Okay, Mainly because I really like lore, and the holocrons are such an interesting concept and idea. And I'll get into that a little bit later, but... I I wasn't really frustrated. I I we were spoiled last week with the episode being an hour long, so I was bummed that the episode wasn't an hour long. I was like, "Oh, oh no, it's over." Oh, okay. I, f- I
3: felt the same way. I was like, "That that flew by so fast."
1: Yeah. Well, to me to be honest, like I didn't even really notice time.
3: It just it just came for me. Oh, well, is that right, Bendu?
1: So <laughs> just came to me (laughs) no oh my gosh so yeah when the bendu came out like his laugh though for some reason like cracked me up like the way all of his line readings and this is um tom baker one of the more famous doctors from doctor who Mm -hmm. right like all all of his line readings are so kind of off
3: but but it fits this character it's adorable. I, th- I think it's adorable. Like I was telling <laughs> Lindsay right before we hit record, uh, there's just a certain way he says things, and then he goes, "Well, perhaps not." You know, like he'll give you hope, and then like kind of, "Well, maybe not." Yeah, it's it's I think, very well done.
2: Hi, <laughs> there's something very mysterious. You know, he's he's neutral, but considering what the Bendu again, with the, some of the EU stuff, with the Bindu symbol, what the Bindu symbol um, was turned into with the Galactic Empire and all that stuff. Like, I almost... It'll be interesting to see if he stays neutral the entire time or ends up picking a side, because he has kind of picked a side in this situation. Or if he's... Because he's Force-sensitive, if he's going to get tainted, or if something more nefarious is going to happen with him. Because he's so mysterious, and we don't know the extent of his power. But I just... I don't know. Maybe I'm just too simple like i just wonder if something more he seems so sweet but i have a feeling maybe something more is gonna happen you just don't trust him no i don't i I feel like he's susceptible
1: no you're right like we don't we we really don't know anything about this character yet so i mean you're not on you it's not a bad idea to be wary
3: yeah no no because we haven't seen him angry we haven't seen him really happy he just shows well, up
2: you know and he's he's neutral and that's the thing we've he's neutral but we've only seen him interact with the good guys so if he's neutral is he going to pr- provide the same guidance and assistance to bad guys
3: you know what he was in this episode to me he was the jedi temple that uh, ezra and kanan walked into because he just presented a path for them for them to repair their relationship the conflict that they had Ezra wants to use the Holocron while Kanan thinks it's evil. Now they're mm-hmm. they're working together to get the Holocron and use it for something else. Well, in this case, they were going to save their friends. But that conflict between Master and Apprentice came to a head. And the way it played out, I, I personally loved it. I, I thought it was just a beautiful moment between Kanan and Ezra. Um, because Kanan, Kanan became a leader again. He became a teacher. I... It was it was good to see Kanan back in that role, but it was more than that. And then on Ezra's side, you see that he was a kid again. You know, mm-hmm. he, he gave him that hug. He said, "Yes, Master." The hug. The hug. Uh, the that hug. That was such and a and heartwarming <laughs> moment. <laughs> and the hug and the yes, Master.
0: Like
1: yeah. That, again, like like I said last episode, like there's a lot of their relationship that I really wish Anakin and Obi Wan could have been. mm
2: Hmm.
3: Yeah. Well, and
2: for all we know it existed but we never got to see it.
3: I mean, yeah. Yeah. It was too like you said last time I think it was Lindsay, you said it was already too far far into their lives to really see mm-hmm. where the relationship started from.
2: Right. Yeah, that hug that hug got me. I was like, "Oh, Ezra."
3: <laughs> it Do you guys like that they're saying they're calling inquisitors red blades? I don't think that, it's
1: not it's not just inquisitors, but yeah, like it, it is a little weird now granted like not everybody knows what a sith is right true yeah but so, like but most people kind of knew what a jedi was at least if you lived in like the core worlds you knew what a jedi was
2: um, it
1: it, it does it is a little weird well um,
2: but i don't know if they called him a red blade i thought he said a red blade cut him
1: like no no, no, a... no he's no they he's... he said red blade um right that because remember like that's what they referred to the inquisitors as where, yeah. red, where the red blades are coming yeah. or something um, and, no. and so maybe this trooper thought that it was just another inquisitor because that's, that's exactly because that, well, that's exactly what Kanan and Ezra went to like they're like another right. inquisitor:
2: Well I, and, but nobody really saw Maul.
1: And, so. yeah, all they saw were the red blades
3: mm-hmm. and by the way, I, I got to give a shout out to Sam Witwer Whit- uh, as Maul. The voice acting that he uh, portrayed in this episode was spot on because there was so much emotion in certain parts of, of the episode where his voice would just get angry and even the the end where he's like he's alive, there was like mixed emotions in that one line. It was like anger, like hope what he was looking for. It was just a bunch of things he was just portraying in his voice. I just great voice acting
2: by him definitely i mean i think the voice acting across the board has just been really quality really impressive yeah
1: so yeah so you know if you haven't already gleaned from uh, what we're talking about um they get a transmission back on the ship from the ghost and it looks like someone's captured the crew but who could it be who could it be it was darth maul guys it was darth maul it was Well, you know, remember he's not Darth anymore yeah it's so. small. just Maul
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah but that was kind of a cool reveal when like they're like oh we're not going to help you and he's like oh okay and then he's like steps back and, and like the hollow recording widens out to show everybody's captured <laughs>
2: yeah he's like oh I'll like, just kill them it's okay you don't need them right
1: <laughs> yeah like it, it was it kind of bums me out that he was able to get onto the ship so quickly and kind of like we didn't get to see how he got onto the ship but it's I mean but it makes sense though like the crew is kind of like the everyman like they don't know how to deal with Jedi like it's specifically been a Kanan and Ezra thing
3: yeah right I was gonna say this episode I mean obviously in the finale of season 2 excuse me you really see how Sinister Maul is but it really came out in this episode. Some moments that really stuck out to me. It was when he asked for a tour of the ghosts
2: and there oh, was a moment. I loved that
3: part. I loved said, that part. He's like, this is not just a transport. It's home.
2: Aww. That blew yeah, my mind.
3: I told and, you last episode,
1: like this place feels like home.
2: And the fact <laughs> that you actually felt concerned for Hera, like it's, I don't know. Like, yeah. Like Maul seems like a really bad guy, but he's also incredibly charming. Yeah. Like he's he's so charming. Like he's he's one of the first real Sith we see that's actually has that kind of It's you understand why people are drawn you understand why Ezra is drawn to him and is feeling that temptation and you know, he has sensibility almost has a very nice sensibility to him. So, cause he's very nice. He's like, Hera, like show me around. It's very menacing, but it's very in that British politeness.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> one, one thing or two things that really like stuck out to me on the tour. Um, he uses kind of like that mind reading technique that Kylo Ren uses in episode seven.
3: Yes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Which was neat. Like it's a cool, like tie to that. It's the first time we've kinda seen that in this era. But what really stuck out to me was when Kanan or uh, Maul calls like he knows Kanan's a Jedi, but then he knows Kanan's real name. Or should I say ap-
3: Caleb, Caleb Doom. <laughs> like up so until good. this
1: point up until this point they've never said his real or the book uh the new
3: dawn. You would have ever, no. You would have. It was a nice tie-in, you know, uh, from book to mm-hmm. uh, animation, and just the way he said it, and and it cuts the scene right after that too. I thought that was perfect because it left you a little tense. Where's this going to go? Perfect. I, Darth Maul is living up to his name in this episode. It was, it was just creepy to, to have him walking around, and yeah, great, great episode. <laughs>
2: yeah so definitely good. so obviously uh, Kanan and Ezra have to go try to figure out what they're going to do about the holocrons so the Jedi one is on Ghost and they find it or Maul finds it and actually tries to open it which I thought was really <laughs> interesting so Maul actually doesn't understand how the holocrons work either or yeah, he think, he, like, he thinks that maybe the Jedi one can work just like the Sith one so he doesn't fully understand how they work which I thought was interesting
1: yeah, that was kind of weird because like you think like he knew exactly how to open the Sith holocron, right? But the one like really kind of made him mad. It's like I, I get it, but
2: I kind it's of not like for you. Know.
1: Yeah,
3: it made sense to me. I mean, their their temples like the the Sith temple on Malachor, uh, Ezra had to use anger. Well, the Jedi one you had to concentrate and like be peaceful. So it was kind of cool to see a Sith holocron. You know, maybe is opened up a certain way, and he's like yelling at it. You know, bend to my will. (laughs) That's pretty funny. That was kind of Mm -hmm.
2: And so, obviously, they have to go get the Sith holocron from the Bendu.
1: I thought it was kind of funny how how quickly Maul found the
2: holocron. Though,
1: like literally, like he's sensing the room, and it's literally in the drawer under the bed in front of Maul
2: yeah so Maul can sense Maul can sense the Jedi holocron but Kanan can't sense the Sith holocron
0: (laughs)
1: oh
3: man uh, I'm
2: never going to give that up (laughs) no I don't think you are (laughs) obviously like Kanan's doing a better job now he he can sense a lot more he's doing much better with the Force than he did last episode but yeah it was clear that it gives off it must give off a force energy of some sort
3: and i also want to talk about bendu's uh introduction in this episode was pretty sweet Mm -hmm. (laughs) because they're looking for him and you see him just like a hand grab the uh sensor Mm
0: -hmm.
3: the thumper stick yeah (laughs) and he still doesn't appear and then he throws the thumper sticks back right and then all of a sudden you just hear the Mm -hmm. rumble like kanan smiles and then the rumble and you see him kind of lift up and it's like oh that's not a mountain that's the bendu
2: what i think is very interesting in that scene too is it's almost he took the thumper and it allowed him by taking the thumper it allowed the bendu to watch ezra to see how ezra reacted to the situation because he did the same sort of thing with canaan when he first encountered him but he wanted to see how ezra reacted and then how canaan reacted to ezra's anger and frustration and Fear and pulling out the lightsaber, so he instigated that situation so he could watch it before he showed himself.
1: Yeah, like I thought, like that, that you're totally right. Like he was definitely kind of just watching what they're doing before, kind of revealing himself because I, I I think Kanan also kind of knew that the Bendu was playing with them.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And yeah, I, he I, was kind of like
1: kind of low key messing around with Ezra
3: it's <laughs> a good way to put it just because of the way he speaks um some of the the words he used in this episode were pretty nice um i think he was calling the holocron a um i think he said keeper of the lore or the mm-hmm. shadow lore i thought that was you know awesome some of the wording he used um
2: yeah i actually have a feeling like he trusted that they were going to be able to survive the situation but I have a feeling, like if they died, he would just be like, "Oh, well, they couldn't figure it out."
1: Yeah, because like you're you're right. Like we still don't know anything about him. I mean, he may not necessarily care. Like these are kind of playthings to him. But I mean, that's kind of the way the Force works, though. Like
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, the crude matter doesn't really matter. Like it's about being the Force. So I mean, to him. You know, he's probably still going to talk to them in the Force, in the Force Afterlife anyway. So,
3: You know what I thought was uh, really awesome, though, was that when Ezra decides to go and look for the Holocron, obviously Kanan takes away his, his lightsaber, but Kanan decides to get hands-on. He's like, I'm going to go in there. and He doesn't even take his lightsaber. He, he tells the Bendu to watch, watch these.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: It was it was nice to see Kanan kind of get in there and hands-on and and want to teach Ezra again. That 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 was the the Canaan I missed in the last episode. But it's it's a new Kanan.
2: It showed that he learned from what he, you know he went through in the last episode.
3: Well, he gained Ezra's trust back too. Yes. Because there was a moment where Kanan, you know, uses the force on the spider and uh, he's just like basically saying peace and and Ezra said, how did you do that you know he he's gotten I, his interest I, back
2: but not only does he, what I thought was really interesting is he goes how did you do that I can't even do that
3: yeah
1: yeah because well, like- <laughs> well that was that was Ezra's like thing is connecting with with these beasts and mm-hmm. we've seen Ezra try to connect with these spiders before and for Kanan to kind of beat Ezra at Ezra's game.
3: Like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I thought it was funny that the holocron was on a spider. That was a little weird. Yeah. Just kind of sitting there, <laughs> but I guess That's a,
2: it's, a, it's a safe place for it. Yeah. I
3: was going to say it is safe. Nobody's going to go in there, but
2: well, and if you think about it, so a person with evil intent, so someone who would want the actual Sith holocron is going to be going in there with a lot of anger and not peace and frustration and so they're not going to they are going to agitate those spiders
3: you know, that's so such that a good point I never thought of safe, that
2: I didn't, for it.
3: that's why Lindsay's I, I, on the show <laughs> <laughs> didn't even click with me on that wow good job Lindsay that was awesome
2: yep I just thought of it <laughs> mainly because I've been thinking about these holocrons a lot <laughs> I got holocrons on the brain
3: Gotcha. And I actually brought it up to Lindsay right before we hit record as well. How, Mike, how did you feel about this whole thing about, uh, you know, the Bendu starts explaining that the he's going to merge the holocrons and it's going to expose the secret. There's not a lot out there in the expanded universe about holocrons or let alone even merging together. Did you like the liberty that they took with that? I mean, yeah, like holocrons have always just kind of been like,
1: a sci-fi tape recorder in Star Wars, so this kind of gives them a little bit more to do. Like they're, it, it's like a, a key to opening something. I thought it was a little Deus Ex Machina that they grant visions. No, no, no. Like they, yeah. It's it's a little too like convenient that they grant visions on top of like all the knowledge that they hold. Um, but I, I mean. Eh. This well, is a universe with laser swords, like
2: yeah. And so
1: I'm not going to argue well, so, too
2: much. So I guess here's my my take on the holocrons. So obviously we have the Jedi one and the Sith one, and they are, they contain all the lore and they have all this information. But they're also jam packed with, I, the Force. I mean, they both have to be opened with the the different sides of the Force. And the thing about the Force is that it always wants to be in a balance. And I think that's something that one of the things that we don't really talk about a lot is that, you know, even in the destruction of the Sith, we're kind of knocking the force isn't imbalance if it's all Jedi or if it's all Sith. But these two holocrons, it's I wouldn't say they want to be found, but it wouldn't it it does it's not a surprise to me that they can be merged because they're both force objects and it's like magnets. Like it's two polar opposites. So of course they're going to be drawn together and open. And with that amount of lore And power, it wouldn't be surprising that there could, well, it is very, it's not surprising to me that there could be visions granted because strong Jedi have the capability of seeing things like that. So if it's a strong, if it contains enough, I I would say it almost kind of boosts your force a little bit. That's kind of what I got is it kind of boosted their force and their knowledge to the point where they could see things. That they wouldn't be able to see otherwise when they're separated from the the kind of giant magnet combining. I, I guess the it, only I guess the
1: only other thing that kind of bugs me about the holocron though is that like there we know there were there were so many back in the old mm-hmm. republic.
2: Yeah.
0: That
1: I
2: wonder. Yeah, I wonder yeah. if like as ones destroyed. Obviously, like this is just a random thought. And I don't know if it's ever going to be proven, but it'd be interesting if if one holocron is destroyed, the information from that holocron somehow is pushed into another like because we don't actually know how they work that well. Because, yeah, they used to be just tape recorders, but this is showing them to be something else entirely. So if the knowledge from one holocron that's destroyed somehow gets pushed into another one. So, like, if there's only one holocron left, it's really powerful.
1: So, I the know. holocrons are basically Cylons, is what you're saying.
0: <laughs>
2: yes. <laughs> I, I mean, we, don't, we just don't know what they're doing with them right now. I mean, because they seemed super powerful. That's a good point. I mean, they were bathed in all white light. And, ugh. <laughs> and it, then it exploded. It exploded.
1: <laughs> Speaking, so yeah, going forward a little bit, um, they, grab, they grab the holocron and start heading to the coordinates that Maul sent them and they basically fly up to kind of like that giant space station that kind of looks like a destroyed ring world or Halo or something.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, which I was kind of hoping was like a, a shout out to like the Kuat space yards, which were a giant ring, but they didn't name these. So I was like, all right, whatever.
0: Uh, <laughs>
1: but one of my just going back a little bit further? Like one of my favorite lines when Maul was like asking for a tour of the ship and Sabine's like, "Well, the airlock's down there. Why don't you go check it out?"
3: <laughs> Let but yourself
1: then he, out. but well, then he also snaps back, like she should have respect for him. He used to rule her people. I was like, "Oh, no. I, I was like, that was a good line. That was a good call from." I I see what you did there.
2: There's a yeah. Towards the end, we'll get into that. But there's a lot of callbacks to. There are a lot of callbacks to stuff that happened in Mandalore. All right.
1: Hmm. Um, so we're so we're on the station and I love it when Maul comes out to greet them you know he takes Ezra you
3: know I'll follow the, the sound d- of my voice <laughs> that was such <laughs> such a dick move <laughs> <laughs> but even before that though let's uh, I I, I kind of want to throw this out there was a moment between Kanan and Ezra as well in the ship as they're going over there Kanan ha- uh, says if you want to use the holocron open it up and, and Ezra thought about it, and he goes, I'll go with what you want to do, Master. Now, that was a really cool moment. And and Ezra proving himself that he's back on track, at least for now. Mm-hmm. For now, yeah. But yes, follow the sound of my voice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which, like, it's kind of funny because um, ever since the, the season two finale, Freddie Prince Jr. and Sam Witwer on Twitter have kind of been going back and forth in this kind of like, hey, I blinded you kind of joking battle.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah. So this this just kind of feels like a natural extension of that. But then we find, but then we could find out like, you know, they're, they're talking and as you know, malls just being super charismatic and trying to say like, Oh, I didn't really mean to. I didn't mean you. to. Um, he's like, yeah, but you just tried to kill me. He's like, well, you know what they say if at first you don't succeed. Try, try again. And he tries to push him out the airlock. Wow. But what I loved what I loved about that is <sighs> when he gets launched out into space, like mm-hmm. he, they kind of did the cool thing where like he starts to frost over, like kind of slowly, but he uses the force to pull himself back towards the station.
2: Right? Did he use the force to keep his lungs from like cracking? Did, yeah. did the air in his? <laughs> only Everybody's sense. like the holocrons. I don't know if they make sense. And I was like, I, that what is this going on here? <laughs> Can you breathe? But no, like your, that lungs was, would, your lungs would explode. <laughs> I think this
1: is technically the first person we've seen spaced
3: in uh, yeah. Star Wars. It was such a cool graphic, though. It was really, the, like, really cool, though. Like, yeah. kind of melt away when he was back on the ship.
2: He's special. He can handle it.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so let's, let's just kind of cut to the
1: meat of this, yeah. you know, Ezra and Maul finally combine the holocrons to see this vision that the bendu kind of warned him. like they're probably not going to like and it's probably going to be a bad vision you can't unsee it you can't right. unsee it you know once the secret's known but this and, is and kind of course of...
2: just real quick I, I thought it was really interesting that maul is still at this point still trying to get ezra to be like his apprentice and to be with him like he still wants ezra
1: yeah, like he, I feel like that's going to be a thing through the rest of the season. I Wait. mean,
2: it's one of the reasons I think he keeps trying to kill Kanan is because he keeps calling
3: him apprentice, right?
2: Right. He keeps calling him apprentice, and in Sith lore, you can't have, you know, that. You'd need to, to be honest. In Sith lore, Kanan Maul is going to tr- probably try to get Ezra to kill Kanan because yeah. that's how you become. It.
1: Well, remember again, he's not a Sith. He's no, well, no. he's his own he's his own his thing own now.
2: Thing. Like, he's Sith like. He's Sithy. I mean, he's he's Sith-y. got a lot of
3: stuff he's got to figure out.
2: <laughs> he's Sith-y. I mean, like, he's Sithy.
3: Yeah, Maul's on his own journey. Uh, yeah, he's I,
2: on his own path.
3: It, it's interesting to see where that path is going, but we still don't know his end game.
2: Yeah. For the record, when I say Sith, it's just easier to be like than the evil.
3: <laughs> a dark side. get it. Dark <laughs> but.
2: Yeah, but go ahead with the the vision.
3: Well, even before the vision, though, it's important to to mention what they asked for or what they want to see, uh, because I was explaining to Lindsay that it was it was a double meaning in the vision, but the same same thing. You know, Ezra asked uh, to destroy the Sith or a way to destroy the Sith, and then you know, Darth Maul asked for hope. But we didn't. Hope. We didn't understand what that hope meant. Yeah, that was
1: like when he says, "It's like something smaller, like something, but just equally as elusive." And um, then it just turned sounds, out to be hope.
2: Like that was such sounds,
1: a good
3: line.
2: And he sounds hopeful when he says. He sounds so wistful when he says it.
3: Genuine, keep... yeah. Oh, oh. creepy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so the the holocrons are merging together, and this blinding light hits everywhere. That moment where Kanan can see them? I want to see mm-hmm. Kanan kind of gain that kind of vision from here on out. Because there was all such an energy. Just,
1: all they have to do is just,
3: you know, turn the lights on really bright. <laughs> that's a good way to put it, right? Yeah.
2: Well, that's why I feel like it's like that extra boost of force power. It's, it kind of gave everybody a up. Yeah. Like, to
1: be honest. That's kind of the way I saw it. it was just like the lights were really bright. <laughs> and it's kind of that thing they do in movies where like the blind character can see in a really bright light. more which is kind of weird yeah I mean like more so than the force that's what I was thinking that was but I like the explanation that it was the force it like was MC. the force
3: yes <laughs> thank you Mike I'll, I'll take that from you <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah so we need to talk about like what Ezra saw though Yeah, like because Maul couldn't see anything until Ezra saw what he saw and all, all he said was "twin suns. What could that possibly mean?
2: I don't know. There, they're, they're t- I don't know. Probably some desert planet.
3: I know Lindsay didn't catch it right away. I didn't catch I it didn't... right away until like I thought about you... it five minutes later. But Mike, did you catch? Did you? Did you? The twin suns reference.
2: No. Yeah. I mean, did you figure out what what that all meant?
1: I, you know, I caught it, but I, I also read this scene incredibly differently. So the twin suns thing. The way I saw it was like, kind of going back to the prophecy of the chosen one, like he who walks with the twin sons or whatever.
2: Um, oh, oh, I didn't even think about that. It mm-hmm. didn't.
1: It didn't click to me that it was Luke because Luke is ultimately the thing that destroys the Sith. So it's exactly what Ezra was looking for. Right. Like mm-hmm. that didn't click for me. And then the other thing was. We had been getting so many Knights of the Old Republic references lately that when Maul said he was looking for something, I just, for some reason, went to, he's looking for Revan. I'm sorry. So that's just where my mind went. I was like, oh, yeah, it's an obvious conclusion.
2: I'm sorry. I'm only laughing because uh, I wish, but.
1: I know. (laughs) I don't think.
2: It's never. It's not. I
1: mean, we're, we'll we'll get there, maybe. But that's just kind of where my mind went. Like, mm-hmm. I just, it's like, "Oh, like, is it Revan? Is it the Star Forge? Like, what? Like, we know he's looking for something to, like, do, at least take care of his enemies. And you know, maybe Revan teaching him something, or the Star Forge building something would do that. But right, it makes more sense that that hope would be that Obi Wan is still alive, and he still has a chance at his revenge ultimately. Right.
3: I thought it was it was really neat, though. That I felt like it was a double reference. Twin sons; they're both on the same planet. One, it, the paths are going to clash. That's basically what I'm I'm seeing, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, as I said in the beginning, I felt like I had more questions. And my question is, how is this going to fit into canon? Because, let's say, you know, it is revealed that Obi Wan and Maul, we have Maul and Obi-Wan, like part two. How is this going to fit into canon if Ezra and Kanan run into Obi-Wan? They can't call him Obi-Wan. Because remember, Obi-Wan in in A New Hope says, that's a name I have not heard in a long time.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Well, I mean, he doesn't necessarily mention how long it's been since he's been called Obi-Wan. But on the other thing too, you know, we don't know exactly the kind of breakdown of why Owen doesn't like Obi-Wan. Like in the comic books, we've gotten hints of it lately where Obi-Wan has kind of been make like taking care of uh, the Lars farm Mm -hmm. and Ben is, or Owen's kind of noticed that and knows that Obi-Wan's doing that and tells him to stop. Um, there was a comic in the old Infinites line from Dark Horse where a uh, half cybernetic Darth Maul comes to Tatooine looking for Obi-Wan. And it's the final fight between Darth Maul and Obi-Wan. And ultimately, Owen kills Darth Maul. Like, he, he shoots him from afar. Or no, mm-hmm. he doesn't shoot it from afar. Like his his uh, rifle's damage and it explodes and kills Darth Maul. But at that point, he tells Obi Wan to never come near them again because this is what, um, because this is like he's supposed to, he's supposed to be the one protecting Luke, and right. Obi Wan is just constantly putting him in danger. Right. Now we've already they've already kind of pulled from that storyline because when we first meet Darth Maul back in Clone Wars when he first comes back, uh the spider legs that turn into like the kind of digi- digigrade um, horse legs. Mm-hmm. And when Maul had the super long horns, that look is exactly, exactly from yeah. that comic I'm mentioning. So, to me, like I think that would be such a great cap to the story of Darth Maul. Like, I always loved that story back from Infinites. I think that would be such a great cap to the story of Darth Maul because it, it's kind of just a tragic non-ending for such like such a, a character, character that ex- that expects so much for himself. Like the guy ruled Mandalore, you know, he was the number two Sith for a long time, you know, he's done all this stuff and to finally just kind of be taken out on accident by an exploding blaster rifle. Yeah.
2: Like
1: I would love to see that story. But,
2: come in. And with who we know is coming in. Um, I don't know if I can, I mean, it's not, I don't think it's really a spoiler. No, it's not sweater. Um But with Bo-Katan coming back, um, I figure Mandalore is probably going to come back into play. And I don't know if it's going to deal with speed, if it's going to deal with Maul, but, or both.
1: Well, we know we know Mandalorians are coming in because we know there are Mandalorians that support the Empire. Fen Rao tells us in the Rebels Season
0: 3 trailer that hmm. there are
1: Mandalorians that support the Empire. And so we know they're coming. We don't know if Bo-Katan is with them or with her her on her own with her with her own splinter cell group Mm -hmm. Uh, so that'll be an interesting thing to see yeah but but yeah ultimately you know how would you guys rate this episode
2: i'm giving it like an eight
3: yeah same thing About maybe like an (laughs) 8.2
2: you
1: know a solid
2: solid eight yeah
3: though i still want to know ahsoka's fate where's ahsoka i want to know her fate
2: read uh, read the book that comes out i guess
3: right okay (laughs) (laughs) thanks Lindsay. i'm sorry all
0: right
1: right, guys so that is gonna do it for this episode of ghost stories um if you guys want to talk to us you can follow us individually on twitter i am it's the rocketeer that's it's the rocketeer specter eight where can we find you
2: So i'm gonna give you my personal one which is betty bloodshed which is b-e-t-t-i-e bloodshed since i'm gonna be at new york comic-con all next week and you don't yeah so you don't (laughs) want to be flooded with all my new york comic-con stuff on my other twitter
1: but if they do want to be flooded with all
3: that stuff you can go to
2: sdcc nerds attack
3: inspector nine where can we find you you can also find me on twitter at ernie
1: trc and that TRC stands for the other show that Ernie and I do, The Retro Convo, which you can find here on the Random Chatter Network with all of our other great shows, Echo Base, Green Justice, Scarlet Velocity, Outer Rim, Chordcasts. Just subscribe to the main feed and you can get all these shows and this one. But until then, we will see you guys at the next episode, The Antilles Extraction.
2: Yay.
1: <laughs>
2: Very excited about it.
1: Uh, me too. Me too Alright guys, signing off